from the studios of Teeing It Up in Charleston, South Carolina. This is Teeing It Up Presents. The Sunday Sprint, the final one of the 2018-2019, not PGA Tour season, no, the NFL season as Super Bowl 53 kicks off later today. Uh, Luke, it's finally here. Sadly, the last episode, right? Until, this is uh, the season finale, yes. Uh, it's a sad day. It's a, it's a bittersweet day. It's a happy day and a sad day all wrapped in one. Uh, have you wept yet? All morning. All morning, okay. That, that's good. i got to make sure that, that you've been emotional about this. Um, where's your head at going into this game? Because I feel like there's, there's, there's two schools of thought. There is the, this is just going to be another Patriots romp, blowout, thanks, Mom, uh, just whatever the case is. Or this is going to be the new guy schools the old guy, and we get a fascinating look at what the future of the NFL should be. I, I, I feel like those are the two like poles, but I don't know where, where your head's at or where other people's Heads that are in Charleston. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that take. Uh, my head was in, in, in that, with that first one, I guess. I think this may be the easiest Patriots Super Bowl win that they've had. Um, and I think, you know, this is to me has kind of been one of the, the dullest Super Bowls I can remember the week leading up to it. Uh, the talk this past week, I can't remember one story that came out of this past week between these two teams. I mean, there really hasn't been anything. Uh, the NBA won the week instead of the NFL. Yes. Yes, Anthony Davis won this week, yes. Yeah, Anthony Davis, uh, the Knicks, LeBron returning. I mean, the NBA dominated the headlines this week. The NFL had nothing. And just heading into this game, uh, the buzz seems to be non-existent, at least, you know, down here uh, for this Patriots-Rams game. And I think, as you mentioned, or alluded to, maybe because, yeah, everyone just assumes, uh, it's going to be the Patriots again, you know, like old hat. We've, we've, we've gotten used to this. And, uh, of course, I'll be looking for Once the game starts, I'll, I'll be excited. But sitting here now, a couple hours away, like, it's, to me, it's just like any other Sunday. It doesn't feel like a Super Bowl. Like, I, I, I'm not even excited for it. You're not excited for it. Well, well our sometimes co-host father... Um, is so not excited for it. He is looking for somewhere to go during the game. <laughs> he does not even want to be here during it. Well, I can see that, you know, as, uh, certainly as Jets fans, it's, uh, uh, I'm sure, painful to see the Patriots continue to succeed. To me, it's not painful more than it is, here we go again, and more than it is, you know, just, okay, there they go, and I have respect for them. I mean, and, and, and not that I have respect for, for them personally, maybe, or, 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 or that aspect, but just for this run, I have a lot of respect for what Brady and Belichick have done. So for me, it's not so much sadness or depression. It's just, that's just kind of the way it is. Yeah, I hear you, um, at least for a little, a little longer. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, growing up in Connecticut, I, I hated the Patriots, too. I, I rooted for them when I was young and naive. And then, uh, <laughs> then I saw what Patriots fans were like, and the arrogance, and the annoyance, and everything. And, and ever since, I've really disliked the Patriots. But it's still hard to not appreciate what they have done and accomplished, and how uh, impressive it has been, how successful they are. And I think uh, they'll continue to do that today against the Rams. And uh, I think Sean McVay and the Rams may be a little overmatched. For me, the key to this game is C.J. Anderson and James White. 
If C.J. Anderson rushes like he has recently, I think this is a very fascinating game from a ball control standpoint, keeping out of Tom Brady's arms. Second of all, everybody's talking about the Rams' pass rush. If, if, and it's obviously a big if, if Aaron Donald and Ndamukong Sue can get to Tom Brady, that's going to bring up a bigger importance on the quick screens to James White, which they use so effectively against San Diego. And that, to me, is one of the X factors in this game. Todd Gurley is going to get his touches. He's had rest. I think he's going to be all right. What does C.J. Anderson bring as a change of pace back? And does James White turn out to be the James White that's been so effective in so many Super Bowls on screen plays, quick passes, quick darts, quick screens, whatever the case may be? Yeah, you, you, you touched in that process. You touched on what, what I think is, is my biggest key, and I think a lot of people would say, and, and obviously that's the uh, the need for the Rams to pressure Tom Brady, and specifically up the middle in the A-gaps, um, because that's where he, he struggles most. And, uh, you know, we've known that's when Brady has his worst games. That's when you're able to get after him. That's when the Giants are able to beat him. Even the Broncos, when they sack him a bunch of times. Even the Ravens uh, were able to pressure the quarterback when they beat Brady in the playoffs. Uh, those are the only times, really, that he loses in the postseason. Uh, the Rams, you know, they have the ability on the defensive line, but Brady's been touched with three times the whole playoff. He hasn't been sacked yet. It's hard to get after him. He's very good at getting rid of the football less than two and a half seconds. He's really good when he gets rid of the football that quickly. That's what the offense does. Uh, so, as you said, James White can play a big role. And on top of it, as we know, Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels both really good at taking away your strengths. And when they faced Aaron Donald, it was a different Rams team. McVay wasn't there. Wade Phillips wasn't running the defense. Uh, two years ago, but uh, different Rams team, but I think Aaron Donald was just about as good two years ago when he went into New England, and he had three tackles, no sacks, got to the quarterback once, touched Brady once all day. So I think the Patriots will be able to neutralize Aaron Donald today, uh, and Wade Phillips will have to try to figure out another way to slow down that, that Patriots offense. That is always the biggest key when you're taking on Tom Brady. you got to get pressure on him. I don't think the Rams will be able to today, though. Take away um, Gronk. Because I think, I, and I've said this all week, and I think I said this to you two weeks ago, I think in Gronk's mind he has four quarters left of his career. And he can go out there and say, just body, give me four more. Just four more, and then I will never push you like this again. I'll never batter you like this again. Just get me four more. That's, that, that's what I think has been why he's been so effective in these playoffs. He got the bye week. He was a great blocker against San Diego. Has all those great catches against Kansas City down the stretch. Now with another week off to rest, it's just four more quarters. Just get me through 60 more minutes. Yeah, they said he's, he's the healthiest he's been in a while with these two weeks off um, and the prep for the Super Bowl. And I agree with you. I think this, this will be his final game, especially if they win. Uh, he can go make the same money now elsewhere. Now that his body's breaking down, he's, he's less valuable in terms of a, a money standpoint or contract in this league. So it uh, could be his final game as well. He'll always play a big role. You know, last time Wade Phillips has gone against Tom Brady, he has helped Brady to, to 21 points or fewer in the last three games each. Last time was that playoff loss against Denver, and uh, Brady completed less than half his passes. He had a couple turnovers. So, you know, Wade Phillips maybe uh, has figured out a way to slow down Brady, whether he can get pressure on him or not in the backfield. But um, Gronkowski will be big. The defensive line for the Rams will be big. you got to get in the backfield and, and try to get after Brady. When you look, Luke, at this ball game, it's going to be played in a dome. It's going to be perfect conditions, obviously. And that leads us to the kickers. And Steven Gostowski has had some misses. And meanwhile, on the Rams' side, they kicked all those long field goals against New Orleans. Say what you want about the blown call. 
it was the field goals and the kicking in the special teams game that kept them in that game. I think this is a really fascinating game from a special team standpoint. I know one of the uh, prop bets in Vegas for longest field goals, like over under 52 and a half yards. So Vegas is expecting potentially a, a long field goal as well. Uh, you know, Zerline's been been injured, but um, uh, I think he should be good to go. And, and, and reading the, the, all the stories and the coverage leading up to this, this game throughout the week, uh, that's where the, the riders have pinpoint maybe the, the one advantage for the Rams. Not sure if the Rams will have the advantage offensively or maybe even defensively uh, because of Belichick, but they could have the advantage in special teams. The special teams can play a huge part, as we saw with Sean Payton and the Saints you know, a decade ago, or even, as you mentioned, the, the Rams two weeks ago with, with the ability to kick such a long field goal uh, to win the game. So that's where the Rams may find their one advantage. Being indoor helps, and as we've seen in just about every Patriots Super Bowl, Belichick, he likes to keep it close. They like to be these one-possession games that come down to the very end. So it very well could come down to a kicker. Who do you trust more right now? Maybe the Rams. Line is Patriots two and a half. You seem to think this is a blowout. Why are you not with everybody else? Yeah, uh, I think it's a number <laughs> of different reasons. My, my, my two concerns, I, you know, I said on my radio show that I, that I thought the Patriots for the first time would win a Super Bowl by, by double digits. And, uh, Hold on one second. Luke hosted Morrow Morning's radio show on ESPN Radio Charlotte from 10 to noon every day. Sorry, I had to get that in. Well, I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I said a 10-point win, but I said kind of like exactly by 10 points. I don't think they're going to go in there and, and blow them out win by 17. I think it will be one of those games that will be close throughout, but the Patriots' control will never really be in doubt, and they win by double digits. Um, and for, for a number of different reasons, I, I, the, the two concerns, though, is what I just mentioned. Wade Phillips has played well against Don Brady the last few years. And the other one being that Bill Belichick always keeps games close, um, almost intentionally, because that's what, you know, these defensive coaches, they don't like to get into shootouts. Uh, that's their style. And we saw against the Chiefs, they came out, they ran the football, they had, what, a nine-minute opening possession just to keep Mahomes off the field. I'm sure they'll try to do the same with Goff and the Rams. And so it shortens the game and fewer possessions and uh, allows the other teams to kind of hang in it. So I can see that happening again today. But when I look at this matchup, uh, not only what I said about, you know, I don't think the Rams will be able to pressure Brady, but on the flip side of things, when the Rams have the, they have the football, you know, Jared Goff, again, it was without Sean McVay, but when he played uh, Belichick and the Patriots a couple years ago, he posted the second-worst quarterback rating of his career. Uh, earlier this year, he faced the Detroit Lions, posted the third-worst quarterback rating uh, against Matt Patricia, who comes, of course, from the Belichick tree. And then the next week went out and had the worst game of his season against the Bears when they tried to duplicate some of the things the Lions were doing. And you can only... Uh, you know, for sure, Belichick will do some of those things today as well, and I'm sure was in communication with Patricia. And then going back to the only other time McVay faced Belichick, and that was when he was in Washington as the offensive coordinator, and I know it was more so Jay Gruden's offense, but they were held to six points that day against Belichick, one of McVay's worst days in his five years as a coordinator or head coach. So I just, I, I'll take Belichick over McVay in this situation. I'll take Brady over Goff. Uh, not sure how healthy Tech early is. It's funny because the Rams on paper are so much more talented, but so were the Chiefs and the Chargers. This, this is just a game that, you know, this is the type of game that the Patriots just always seem to win and beat these teams that they probably shouldn't, and I think they do it again today. Um, all right, let's uh, take a, a, a quick break here for a second. Um, have you been watching any of the Waste Management Phoenix Open on Golf Channel and NBC? Absolutely not. Um, and... When we look at this leaderboard, and Ricky Fowler is a four-shot lead. He's been so close so many times. Do you think he gets it done again, having watched all this coverage all week? 
yeah, I would say so. I think he's trending in the right direction. I love Luke's golf analysis. I can't wait till you have me on for for a Masters preview and I get to uh, to to uh, try to backdoor because I have to keep it professional. But I try to like backdoor corner you into uh, making you do some research before uh, before we get on the air. <laughs> Hey, I look forward to that as well. Um, you know, all my, you know, the importance of, 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 of for uh, gamblers out there, the first and second rounds that Charlie Hoffman owns before he backs up. You know, it's little things like that. Um, <laughs> just, just the little things. Jared Goff. Um, this is an interesting game for him, Luke, because Belichick loves disguises, loves to do different things, loves to put formations and looks at you that, that you really haven't seen yet. Where's your head at involving Jared Goff? And do you think, you know, for me, we talk about Todd Gurley. Losing Cooper Cup, I think, was a big loss for them. Obviously, the Patriots are going to try to take away Brandon Cooks. But does Belichick pull Malcolm Butler again and just rest somebody mysteriously? <laughs> like, that still boggles my mind. For me, this is a game that the Rams, if they're going to win, have to establish the ground game, go play action, and go that direction instead of the other way around. But yeah, 100%. Uh, you know, we always talk about this uh, Rams offense and how, you know, uh, innovative and high-flying and crazy it is, but it's still all built through the run game, and most of God's passes and his success come off of play action, and so, yeah, they rely on that run game, and I think they will have to run the football well against Patriots and win the time of possession and that sort of stuff. But, uh, you know, as I touched on, Goff has struggled against Belichick and Patricia before. I know Patricia isn't there, but similar defense. McVay has struggled in that situation. Uh, I, I don't trust Goff in a situation like this. And on top of it, you know, the Patriots don't have a ton of talent on that defense uh, on paper, but they do a good job of getting at the quarterback. And Jared Goff is losing Cooper Cup, where he has really struggled, is when he's under pressure. He's lost his, uh, his safety blanket. And when you compare the numbers, from before that injury to after, his quarterback rating is less than half now on when, when pressure since the loss of Cup. And his numbers are even worse than Josh Rosen when under pressure, and we know how bad Rosen played this year. So for me, the biggest key, and this is probably the case in every game, but it's getting after the quarterback. Can the Rams get after Tom Brady? Because that's what they need to do. And if the Patriots do get after Jared Goff, statistically, over the second half of the season, the playoffs, he hasn't been able to do anything. Uh, so if you get after Goff, you disrupt that offense. You make things a lot more difficult. And... Uh, and he could be in, a long, in for a long day. And in regards to the, the Butler situation, uh, if you ask Boomer Sison, it's because he got in an altercation with Steve Belichick, and Bill had a reason to bench him, but we'll see if something like that happens again today. All right, so we tried to keep it to a 15-minute show um, all year. We never did. This show's going to be no different because we're at 14.57 right now. Oh, <laughs> I know. So for the final time, Luke... We are getting to the end of our radio program. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> ah, isn't that vocal effect wonderful? All right. 28-24 Patriots. Tom Brady's too good. They get off to a slow start like they normally do. They scare everybody. They keep it close. They win it late. Brady's just too good. And Josh McDaniels and him are too good a pair, and they'll figure it all out. That's my pick. Your pick. I've been saying all week, 27-17 New England. I think that may be too low scoring, but that's, that's what I'm going with. It's been a great year, Luke. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and hopefully it ends with a, a 
fascinating game today. I hope so too, and I hope all of you enjoy Super Bowl 53. Thank you for all for listening. Let's try that again. Thank you for listening to the Sunday Sprint all year. We will talk to you in 2019 in September. That is crazy to say, Luke, but we will see you all in September. Oh, uh, I'm already counting down. Okay. <laughs>